Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. This is not Sam Wrestling. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Hey guys, welcome to a very special Not Sam Wrestling bonus show. Usually I keep these bonus shows exclusively for the Not Sam shills over at patreon.com slash Not Sam Wrestling. But since it's WrestleMania weekend, since I'm excited, since I know all the rest of you are excited, I figured why not open this up to all the Not Sam Snights. Let's all regale in WrestleMania weekend. Let's all get excited for it. And that's what this is all about. It's our Road to WrestleMania special here on Not Sam Wrestling. Uh, it's been an amazing weekend. You could, I'm sure, tell that you don't have the normal uh, audio quality that you are prone to expect from the Not Sam studio because I'm not in the Not Sam studio. I'm on my iPhone. I'm in uh, a hotel in Brooklyn in the midst of everything, in the middle of all that's going on. I went over to Access on Thursday night, and man, the way WWE can turn a space into what they want it to be. You could just see, like if you're looking at it, you can see it's at Pier 12 in Brooklyn. And it's just not designed for access. But WWE took over like three giant rooms where they have an amazing big Hall of Fame display. They have a a, a huge, a full-size old-school ring with the blue apron and the red, white, and blue ropes. And it's just a photo op ring. You just get to go in and take a photo inside the old-school ring, which was awesome. Uh, tons of signings and everything going on over there. And, of course, the Access Arena where they're doing uh, uh, the WWE versus NXT versus 205 Live versus everyone, the NXT UK, uh, happening all weekend. So it's it's amazing. That was Thursday night, Friday morning, woke up early. That was yesterday at the time of this recording. Headed over to the Barclays Center for TakeOver New York, which was just phenomenal. You know, I was on the kickoff show. As if anybody needed revving up for that show. I was on the kickoff show, got into it a little bit with McAfee, but that's prone to happen when you get the two of us in a room together. Then, I mean, the show itself was just incredible. You know, you have these conversations after every takeover, even if with the people who are here, going, you always say this, but you don't think it'll happen again. Somehow they outdid themselves. And whether you think they outdid themselves or they just stayed on par, the level that has been set, the bar that has been raised for takeover shows is so high. The idea that they're still achieving it and maintaining it on a regular basis and doing it while the roster is in flux. Doing it, I mean, Tommaso Ciampa, their champion, had to drop out weeks before the biggest takeover event of the year and still... Not one person left disappointed. The show went over three hours, and it was still it, – it's one of those shows. TakeOver and NXT is a show and a brand that reminds people who are surrounded by wrestling all the time how great wrestling can be. That's 
what's so good to me about these takeover shows is that people who are just inundated with wrestling can sit down, watch a takeover, and go, yeah, man, wrestling is really cool. Uh, my favorite match was probably the main event. I, I, I find it difficult to believe that any other match stole the show. I don't think it was completely, you know, that was by far and away the greatest match and all the rest. Like, nothing paled in comparison. But I would say that the main event, my, three, uh, my top three matches were probably the main event, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano, two out of three falls. Then the tag match that opened the show. I thought that was tremendous. The ending was great. A farewell from the NXT universe to Aleister Black and Ricochet. And then number three, and they're all pretty close, is that UK title match. Pete Dunne versus Walter. Man. And I was doing, I was doing the research. I mentioned it on the kickoff show. Uh, Pete Dunne's title reign, as far as WWE title reigns, all titles combined, there's only five other people on the list. You know, Bruno San Martino is on the list twice. Technically, his reign of 675 days or whatever is the sixth longest title run. But he's the fifth person on the list because Bruno's on there twice. It was Bruno San Martino with number one, then Bob Backlund. Then I believe it's might be Bruno again, then Hulk Hogan, then Pedro Morales. So you're talking Bruno, Backlund, Hogan, Pedro, Pete Dunne. Those are your top five longest title holders in WWE history, which is just incredible, just incredible. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with Pete Dunne in the future. Uh, getting ready for Hall of Fame. I'll probably end up taking a shower at some point, getting all fancy again, black tied up to honor uh, all the superstars and heading over to the Barclays Center. And then WrestleMania tomorrow. The big, big show, WrestleMania. Mania. So here's what we're going to do to get ready for WrestleMania. A lot of the WWE superstars were out and about in New York this week. A lot of the WWE superstars stopped by Sirius XM and more specifically the Jim Norton and Sam Roberts show on Sirius XM. I know that not all you guys have uh, access or time or whatever it is to listen to every minute of every episode of everything I do. So for you not Samsonites that still aren't listening to Jim Norton and Sam Roberts every morning, here's what we're going to do to celebrate WrestleMania. We're going to hear from The Miz. Then we're going to hear from Elias. Elias will be alongside my co-host, Jim Norton. And then we're going to cap it all off with Kofi Kingston. So we've got The Miz, and this is different from the interview that was played on the podcast this week, but we've got The Miz, Elias, and Kofi Kingston to help get you guys psyched up for WrestleMania. If you like what you hear, subscribe to SiriusXM. Get the app. You can get it on demand. The app is amazing. Uh, but yeah, enjoy. It's WrestleMania weekend. It's all we can do. Let's go. You know why I'm happy? Why are you happy? Because you're my first. Is that you're right? The first person on my list, and I was like, <laughs> you know, I go, I go, where's Sam? And he goes, dude, they're, you're, he's first. I couldn't say I no. I go, no way. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't say no. By the way, when I asked, mm-hmm. uh, when am I doing Sam? He goes, uh, I'm not sure if we're doing that today. <laughs> and I went, are you kidding? I, I, I literally, st- I felt huh. a rage inside of me. Oh, there was a huge rage. And then I'll say, oh, no, he's first. Yeah. And I go, 
Better better be first. And we don't take a lot of guests in the first hour. Why you know? don't you? What do you mean? Why why wouldn't you? Because usually we like to set the table in the first hour, and then we start to get things what moving you, in the second hour. Who do you hour. think you are? Howard Stern? I mean, come on. I don't know what Howard's you, schedule you, you is. You take what you get. Is that okay? what you yes. Look. You're, you're the type of talent that takes what you can get. Look, we're a giant show here on Sirius XM. You're huge. huge. You're so huge that then Jim didn't even decide to show up today. Well, I think that might have something to do with you. That's oh, why I was that worried right? you were going to be Jim upset. Jim loves me. I was worried you were going to be upset. I feel like he never, he's exactly. never here. Exactly. Every, you've, is it me? Is it something I said? I feel, I like, feel like I always promote him, and I always think his comedy is absolutely fantastic, and I always sit there and say, I watch his Netflix specials mm-hmm. all the time, and uh, and then when I come here, he's, <laughs> he's never here. here. I promote yeah. him all the time. Yeah. He's actually on a flight to San Francisco right now because he's playing in San Francisco this weekend. Oh, he's so cool. So, you know, he's a jet setter himself. Uh, obviously, you're not. Well, I don't know if you've heard. You got to man the ship. There's a big uh, event happening actually in this town this weekend. Is there? That I'm, what are you doing on it? I'll be. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've got kickoff show fever. Are you still making fun of me, calling me old and stuff? Look, I, there was there was a moment on the last kickoff show. I got your. Oh, age I remember. Wrong. Oh, I remember. I heard it. I did say that the Miz was forty, and that yeah. it was a little too. I'm old not to forty. Be. I'm thirty-eight. Okay. Thank you very well, much. I'm in my prime. This is like prime time for me. I think so, too. But I also think that, you know, you running around at your age saying, you know, I just wish that my dad loved me more is like a little, you know, we're grownups here. We are grownups. You know, I was actually curious about that, too, like how our fans, WWE fans, Mm -hmm. would be able to take that because our fans like a little hardcore, like a little bit more aggressive. But I honestly feel it's relatable as well. Um, Like with my family. And I didn't realize this as well. Like some of my cousins, like my dad's brothers and sisters, they actually came up to me and went after they saw my dad say, you know, I love you and I'm proud of you. He goes, wow, I can't believe your dad said that. And I go, why? And he goes, <laughs> my dad's never said that either. Like, wow. And I go, what? You're kidding. And yeah. That's my dad's brother. And then my other cousins from the other, my dad's other brother, they're like, yeah, us either. And I went, really? Like, the, and how did, and so we actually had a bonding moment with my cousins about that because it was one of those things like, yeah, we never heard, you always do want your, your parents' approval. Always, yeah. no matter what, I think. And maybe that's generational too, because like, I'll, I'll be on the phone with my dad and you know, like, we'll be about to hang up and my wife will be next to me and she'll be mouthing, say, I love you, say, I love you. Know, you. that's funny. And I'm going like, why would I, that's the, my, I'm not my, saying my that. My mother, every time I'm off the phone, I love you, I love you, right. I love you, I love you, but my dad, all right, see you later. All right, <laughs> right. big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. <laughs> so you're saying that, like, because you start succeeding at a young age, you get on the real world, you know, as 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 a kid. Yeah. You know, you got on tough enough. Like you've you've got a lot of accomplishments under your belt. Still not good enough. As all this is happening, nothing. Oh my God. Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, Kofi's still his favorite. You know, well, and by the way, my dad, be a big my show dad him, knew man. about Kofi before everybody else did. My dad was on the Kofi train way back when he was speaking Jamaican. <laughs> right, right. He was you like, know? that's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy right there. So my dad's been on the Kofi train for a very long time. Now my dad being a part of WWE, you know, being actually getting a little notoriety from Miz and Mrs. as right. well as WWE. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Like, my dad's like, so you're doing an action signing. Am I Am I going to be signing with you? Or? And he's not being and I'm like, what are, you, what are you kidding? No. <laughs> and he goes, no, you're not signing with me. He goes, well, you know. I usually, you know, Hall of Fame, I usually do interviews and that. I go, Dad, you're the worst interview in the in, in the entire place. That's why they do it. It's a joke. He goes, no, I, they love it. They love what I do. They think I'm funny. I go, yeah, it is funny because you're so bad. <laughs> and your dad looks nothing like you. Thank you. Like you can't, you can't, when you look at your dad, you're like, what? He's got like long hair. Oh, my dad is not clean cut at all. No. My, my mom basically, uh, I think I get my style from my mom. My dad doesn't care. Like he, he wears a, a, a Jack, 
a Cleveland casino jacket every day, every day of his life, like the same one. I didn't even know all the time. Cleveland had a casino. Yeah, we do. We do. And my dad's there every single. Like, you want to meet my dad? Uh-huh. Go to the casino. I guarantee you'll see him every day. You know what your dad kind of looks like, and I hope you don't take this disrespectfully. He kind of looks like you ever see Boogie Nights. Boogie, yes. If Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in Boogie Nights got older, he kind of looks like what your dad. I've been, I'm getting a lot. I mean, I get SpongeBob SquarePants' as dad. <laughs> um, so, I mean, my dad's great, though. I mean, he's been having a lot of fun with it. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was interesting because, like, the first time I actually heard my dad say I love you is in front of 20,000 people. And that was legit. It was legit. Like, yeah. that was a real, real moment that I got to experience. And, and I, honestly, I thought the WWE audience was just going to, like... Boo or crap all over it, but yeah. it was really it was emotional. It was amazing, and I think everyone felt it in the audience, and it was great. Yeah, well, they actually were like they they I, they probably you can figure out when you're watching something that's just a complete put on. Yeah, and when there's something real going on, even if it's not you know if it's if it's a story that's based on reality, when there's that uh, hint of honestly, reality. I think I'm such a great a, a great actor that you wouldn't be able to tell. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, have you seen the Marine Six, Five, <laughs> I, Four, and Three? I have. I, my, my two Christmas movies. My favorite is Five. I think. <laughs> is it? I think that's the you best like one. You like Bo Dallas? Yeah, that, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Um, do you? I mean, so is your dad happy for you about the Snickers thing? Because I'm looking right here, and you know, Snickers puts the. Uh, you're not you. WrestleMania is presented by Snickers this this uh, this upcoming uh, it's this huge upcoming season. And your catchphrase is on a Snickers. My bar. Snickers, Not only that, but like, it, it's crazy. Like. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I would ever accomplish anything. I mean, I mean, I was a guy like from Parma, Ohio. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go to Parma, Ohio, you go to college. After college, you go to, back to Parma and you have a job. That's what you do for the rest of your life. But when I got in the real world and then started doing more and more and more, like everything, everyone's like, when, when, are, when is it enough? When is it enough? It's like things just keep happening. And right. it keeps getting better. Like right now, I feel like I'm in my prime. I'm really feeling my groove. Like fans are behind me for the first time in, I think, my entire career. And it feels real. It doesn't feel like a put on. Like, oh, we're just going to cheer for you because that's what we're supposed to do. It feels like they're really behind me. What does it feel like? Because you've been there when you're like, okay, we're taking the Miz who's been the bad guy forever and we're going to make you into a good guy. It and was, it, it, and was, it doesn't work. It wasn't even. Oh, my God. What does that worst. feel like? Because I, I remember when, when it was like, yeah, you're, you're going to become a good guy. And I was like, dude. You don't want to do that. You knew it wasn't like, going to work. I knew, I knew it, and I go, I go. What am I going to do that is good? No, you're going to keep being you. But, I'm, <laughs> but, but if I'm going to keep being me, I'm arrogant. I'm egotistical. I am not likable. Right. Like, I know when I walk in a room, uh-huh. like when the first time people meet me, I don't put off a good like. It, it, maybe it's a good vibe. People laugh, but he goes, ah, he's a jerk. Not a good. You know, you're not a first it's, impression it's a guy. Laughing, it's a laughing jerk. Like, oh, he's a jerk. You know, right. oh, he's he's you know, right. he's kind of cocky, kind of arrogant, kind of egotistical. I like him. But yeah, yeah. I, I'll boo him. Yeah. I, he's he's fun to boo. Right. You know, I'm that guy. So when they when they first brought me in and uh, I was heel a uh, bad guy for oh I don't know what ten years yeah. and then they were like yeah you're gonna become a a good guy and I went all right what am I doing that's good nothing and I went oh my god this is this is gonna be terrible and it was it was horrible and, and, but the thing was thank you. No, By I'm asking way, you. you did, I'm, I'm saying you so. Didn't it was horrible. Have to back me up. You could have been <laughs> like, no, nah, it wasn't that bad. No, no, no. <laughs> I remember it. I, if you're asking my opinion, it was not your best time. It, it was not bad. good. It was, and it wasn't fun because the crowd. I mean, the crowd would just kind of cheer just because that's what we're supposed to do. You're the good guy. We don't like that other guy. We like you a little more. So now it feels you like it's feel really it happening. I can yeah. really feel it happening. And to bring it, to wrap everything around, now to have a Snickers bar at Dollar General where you can go and like pick up my Snickers bar. Like it's mine. It's right. an awesome one. They made it for me. Right. Like that's nuts. Yeah. 
Like, is that a pun? Because of Snickers? Huh? Peanuts? It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good one. And, and they have a new almond butter one, too, which is fa- fabulous. I, I see it's it. It's creamy. It's smooth. It's great. Almond butter, peanut butter. We got it all. I it's, mean, my favorite is the ice cream bar. You love the Snickers ice cream. Every time, like, every time I go, like, I'm driving on the road, and we, we drive everywhere. I mean, it's it's being a WWE superstar, you travel all over the world. And, you know, there, every gas station has an ice cream Snickers, and that is my go-to like you know, we talked. What's to, your go-to candy? For me, like, yeah. What's your, like all of them? Are you kidding like, me? Yeah, I don't have I to take at, my shirt off on TV. You. Yeah, I look at you and I go, "This guy just eats candy all day." Skinny fat personified. Yeah. I mean, like, that is what you do. Yeah, yeah. It's just every junk food. Do you food. ever work out? I've I've recently started working. You're out. You're kidding? That's right. What What are your workouts? I, do, I, I I'm very curious at your workouts. Okay, I'm glad you asked. I do. I I work out two to three times uh, a week, forty five minute sessions. And it is at it's at a strongman gym. Do you have a, a, a personal trainer? A trainer. Okay, you have a trainer. Who's training me at a strongman gym? I was just doing strongman. Strongman. So it's not much cardio. It's not like no a CrossFit. Cardio. No CrossFit. No. What, what Lifting do you want? squats. But what do you want? Like, what what do you want your body to be like? Why are you going? Just to get my. I mean, I've really looked at myself, and I'm like, I'm 35 years old. I look like a melted candle. I'm going to be dead by the time or I'm 40. 38. Or 40. <laughs> oh, who knows? By the right? time you're my age. <laughs> who yeah. knows? Um, I mean, you look older than me. You think so? I think so. Well, I don't have I don't have a Hollywood glam squad following me around. I, I don't have a glam squad following me around. Thank <laughs> oh. you very much. Oh, but I didn't realize. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> that's a compliment. But is it? I think so. I don't think so. Oh, I okay. think it was a very, uh, a very little snarky way. It's kind of a Sam Roberts kind of way of saying, yeah, he's 40. <laughs> no, it was an honest mistake. Right. Um, but I, you know, I'm 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 stronger now than I was when feel, I started. Do you feel like you're stronger? Do Absolutely. You feel, do you feel better about yourself? Like when you're done at at the gym, do you are you like, wow, I had a really good workout? Like I feel D- yes. it. Because yes. sometimes when you don't do cardio and and like when you first start going, you're just doing power. Like you don't seem like a guy that that wants to be powerful. You seem like a guy that you just want to feel good. Yeah. No, I like walking out wobbly legs. Okay. Feeling it. Yeah. 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 Whatever you feel that? Oh you my do. God! Yeah. Has your diet changed? See, that's that's what I'm working on. Yeah, you, that's yeah, a tough. You one. can't be eating all that all that candies and stuff. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, of course we'll make time for a Snickers every uh, now and then. That that because hungry, why wait? Yeah, why wait? <laughs> why would you wait? Why wait? You're what? not you, and you're you're not you. Exactly. You're just not you. Like you'd come out here and you'd just be like, you know, Jim Norton, not right. here. Right. Exactly. You'd be non-existent. Exactly. So I'll still have a Snickers every now and then. But yes, I do. That's. That's the next phase that we haven't gotten to yet. What, the diet. So the thing is, if if you're not the diet is ninety percent of everything. I Shit. Think. It really I was hoping is. more like fifty fifty. No, it is okay. it is one hundred percent. Like if you really want to feel good and 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 really start feeling yourself, you need to get a, a good diet. Right. Fast Find food. Nutrition. No. Oh. No. Okay. All right. No. All right. That's a. Okay. You know, you know they nowadays you can really get these meal supplements that like uh, these meal uh, meal plan places that that literally and you probably don't like those. Yeah, they, I see they, a lot of you guys don't with they have them. Any pasta or like I I see a lot of you guys. You go and there's all this catering at WWE, but but you you have your your. Meal supplements yep. that you go in and 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 it, they 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 deliver them to you. But I've never looked at one of those. Uh, I, I travel meal food deliveries. Now. I, yeah, you know, I I frowned upon it too. I always make fun of Seamus, like for always bringing his food on the road. And then all of a sudden, like I was like, man, I I I'm a I'm a good guy now, and it's a completely different breath of air. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a lot different cardio. So I was like, man, I gotta. You I, mean in the I, way you're actually? No, when you're the way you're moving. Yeah, like I'm so used to a different uh, pace as a I bad see. guy, but as a good guy, you're at a different pace. Like 
for instance, when you're getting beat up by a, a good guy, that good guy needs to celebrate afterwards, you know, and he's right. by get way, everybody he all got, fired yeah, up. Exactly. Get everyone yeah. all fired up. But he just got done beating a guy up. You're out of breath. Right. So the first time I did that, I went, oh, my God. <laughs> I got So I literally I was like I set out to like I lost like 12 pounds in the past month and i've also i had no idea so seth rollins has a whole dead boys workout right Uh uh-huh dead boys fitness and uh i've been doing his workouts so uh he's a he's a big he's a crossfit he's a crossfit monster i'm not a big on crossfit Mm -hmm. but the thing some of the things that i like are very cardio-esque and get my air going yeah and so then i also do stuff like i'll look on youtube just for like workouts and stuff did anybody warn you like being a good guy is way more physically exhausting no, or did you it, just it's get just there? Used and, to it. It's yeah. just getting used to it. Yeah. It's a different breath of air. Like it's not less necessarily like oh, being a bad guy is like less cardio. No, mm-hmm. it's just a different type of cardio. I see, I see. Now you, you wouldn't understand. All you do is power lift. That's true. Power lift, Sam Roberts. That's, that's true. It. I'm just I'm just Mister Squats over here. Yeah, I don't Mr. understand. Squats. Yes, I don't understand. That's what I look. I look at. Do, do you fit in your pants like well? Like or your 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 well, these thighs are like, just bulging out of look, it? Yeah. Look at that. Can you see my my? You, you do wear skinny jeans. That's so. right. That's on purpose so that my legs you're so look hip bigger. and trendy. You look like you're from Brooklyn. Thank you very very much. Brooklyn, by the way, where people will be able to see uh, NXT Takeover tomorrow, yeah. Hall of Fame on Saturday, Raw and SmackDown on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, but WrestleMania is on Sunday. MetLife. MetLife. Stadium. 80,000 strong. 80,000 people to watch you have a... Presented by Snickers. Presented by Snickers, which is go. awesome and glorious and ravishing and brute. There you go. That's you right. got them all. Of Give course them all I did. Dollar General. <laughs> <laughs> Do you sit there and go, is there a different type of pressure to wrestling a McMahon at a WrestleMania? You have a match with Shane McMahon. It's a no holes barred, pinfalls count anywhere match. So... And I think of this on two levels. Number one, Shane McMahon is a maniac. Anybody that knows anything about wrestling has seen Shane McMahon do the absolute most crazy things imaginable. McMahon, if you're a McMahon, you're a maniac. Exa- yes. <laughs> well said. Um, and if it's no rules, no holes barred, you've got to do some ridiculous stuff. But at the same time, the McMahons are the most valuable asset to the company. So you got to take care of them, right? Are they? I think so. I think I'm the most valuable asset to this company. Look, how I, many how many superstars and how many people in general in the entire history of WWE have mm-hmm. done what I've done and can do what I do? How many people do you have an interview with and you go, "Wow, that was a great interview." Not only did we get all our plugs in, but right. uh, we it felt like a natural, smooth conversation. No, you're great. You're great, Miss. But okay, at the no, same wow, time, look at you. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's a McMahon, bro. You're great. Look at you fanboying out for the McMahons. Look, it's let, a McMahon. This way, Shane you didn't McMahon, create the WWE. Shane McMahon did not create it. Vince McMahon did. And, and and I'll tell you what, Vince McMahon's dad did. But Vince made it global, worldwide. Vince yeah. is a, a fantastic businessman. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, his son stepped over the bounds, and now at WrestleMania, he's got a false count anywhere match with me, and I'm going to beat him uh, up in front of you know 80,000 people. And, and the reason why I wanted false count anywhere is because I want to be able to beat him up right in front of all these fans, like I want them to be up close and personal and see my fist hit his face. I see that hard because that's what that's. I mean, he put his hands on my. You put your hands on me, that's fine. Uh-huh. Put your hands on my family, it's a whole nother ball game. So you're playing going into the stands of the stadium, going uh, into th- my life goal and, yeah. is to get up close and personal. Like I want a person that is has paid for their seat mm-hmm. up front to be able to witness my my fist go through Shane's face. Wow. That's what I want. Now, Travis, you're sitting in club seating at WrestleMania? That's right. Will you go up Wait, to— what, what section will you be in? That's uh, 212. 
212. Right, cool? I'll, I'll be sure to try to get over there for you, okay? <laughs> Do it for me. Will you guys go up to 212? I, you know what? I will look for it. Wouldn't that I will be great? Forward. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go everywhere and anywhere <laughs> all over MetLife Stadium. I mean, if you watched on uh, Inspect Down Live in Baltimore, I went all over Royal Farms in a That's matter true. of four minutes. That's true. Four minutes. I got outside. It was raining. You it, guys didn't it care. It was raining. I don't care. You didn't care. Rain, snow. Uh, you bring bring whatever New York has your to MetLife Stadium. Your goddamn mailman. So I am so Rain, prepared snow. for this match that that I just I can't wait for people to witness it. Do you sit there and go like, well, you know, pinfalls can anywhere. We can make a real spectacle out of this match. We're gonna. This is my opportunity to create a WrestleMania moment. Do you think on those terms? I think I mean, everyone does. Everyone do. wants to have that WrestleMania moment. Everyone wants to have match of the night. Mm-hmm. And this time, there's what 15 matches. Yeah. So I mean. There's going to be a lot of matches, and everyone's fighting to have that top spot. I mean, honestly, for the first time ever, the women have the main event. Mm -hmm. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Ronda Rousey, for the first time ever, an all-women's match, triple threat, in the main event. And I think it's well-deserved. I think those girls uh, really held it down and uh, deserved the main event spot. And uh, I think that everyone's going to put on an absolute fantastic uh, performance. Their story is incredible. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see a lot of matches out there, you know, this 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 Sunday. But don't think for one second I'm not going out there and putting giving it all I have. Now I now you said is it different going up against a, a McMahon? McMahon? And the the answer is yes and no. Yes in yes it is a McMahon. That that is a uh you know it's it's the name McMahon. But every time I go out there, no matter if it's you know a live event in Poughkeepsie, New York or MetLife Stadium in, you know, 80,000 people strong. I go out there with the same attitude, same mentality. I'm going to give it everything I have. I'm going to create a moment that will last a lifetime. I want a child to be with their parents and be able to talk about that moment until they're grown-ups and maybe talk about it to their children and to their children. So you want a young child to go like, remember the time that I saw the Mrs. Fist go through Shane McMahon's yes, face? Yes, absolutely, 100%. Look, I remember— and we tell children not to try it at home because it's a very dangerous, dangerous sport. Yeah, yeah. Putting fists through faces is dangerous. Kids it's shouldn't do it. Dangerous. Kids shouldn't do it. Kids should not do it. You're a trained professional. You watch, know how to put your fists through face. Watch me do it. Face. Enjoy it. Enjoy the larger than life characters. Enjoy the storylines. Uh, be interactive. You know, boo who you hate, cheer who you love, but uh, don't try it at home because right. we are trained professionals. Now, before I let you go, because we have to release the Miz, is that right? That's unfortunate. Do you do but, you want? Did, could you, could you sit here mm-hmm. for how long are you here for? Three hours? Four yeah, hours? we're here for three hours a day. Three hours a day. Yeah. Could you sit here for three hours with me? It'd be exhausting at a point. You but, think so? Right. I mean, you are know. You Exhausted right now? No, Is it it's too a- much talking. Like, what are you going to talk about now? Well, we were talking about Joe Biden before you came in, and all the all the well, you you're know. A pol- you're a political guy. We got to talk about everything. You, you do not seem like a political guy. First of all, you Ms., seem like talking about poo poo and caca <laughs> and toilet humor. That's what I feel. That's what I look at you, and I go, "This guy literally just talked about." You know, I, I took a dump today, and I took a picture of it, and I sent it to my friends. <laughs> you didn't think I was a power lifter either. Shows no, how much I you mean, know. Yeah, you look like a power lifter. Thank trust you. me. Thank you. Shows how much you know. Here's what I want to know, though. You know, when the women uh, were not main eventing, every time the women would talk they're like you know what we're gonna go out in the spot that we're in and we're gonna try to uh, outshine everybody and prove to the people why we should be main eventing is there a spirit 
Not that anybody doesn't want the women to main event, but is there a spirit among some of the guys that goes, okay, now is our opportunity to remind people why we're going to have the best match? Everyone of the night. fights for the main event. Yeah, everyone. Trust yeah. me, and and trust me, they're uh, we're competitive by nature. Whether you're a man or a woman, people are competitive, especially in this sport. You're, we're we're with a bunch of sharks, and if you show a little weakness, you're going to be eaten. Alive, and that's why I've been here for 13 years because I'm the biggest shark of them all. But, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, but but yes, I mean, obviously, I want to be in the main event. I've had the main event, yeah, and I don't want it to be a one-hit wonder. I right. want it to to go again and again and again. Uh, this year, I do believe that the women deserve it. The women have put on, uh, you know, clinics. Whether it was Evolution at Nassau Coliseum, I listened to that audience. I was in the crowd watching these 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 women, you know, for the first time ever have an all women's pay per view, and it was, it was incredible. And that is a tough arena. Yeah, that arena. New York has the toughest audience. If they love you, they will showcase how much they love you. But if they don't like you. There is crickets. And let me tell you something. Nassau Coliseum, Evolution, all women's pay-per-view, that place, the roof was blown off. It was absolutely incredible. It was awesome. And it was real cheers. It wasn't sympathy cheers. It wasn't like, oh, this is historic. The entire time, every single match, it felt like it was a main event. So it, it, it all accumulates to Sunday for all the hard work and dedication. And not just these women. I'm talking generations of women. My wife, Maurice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Trish Stratus, Lita. You, you talk about all the greats f- from from previous generations coming in. And now we have the first women's, uh, you know, tag team champions, you know. Yeah. Bailey and, and Sasha, you know, putting their titles up. So Don't get eaten alive. Eat a Snickers Look alive. at you. Huh? You're just not you and you don't have a Snickers. That's right. Good thing I, I had one this morning. I had one this morning as yeah. well, and then that's why I'm so on. You're on. You're on fire. Get a Snickers bar. It says awesome, awesome on the front. from Dollar General. Yeah, go to Dollar, Dollar General. You can get it. You can go to uh, uh, get a creamy peanut butter. You can get creamy almond butter, but get a Snickers awesome bar By at Dollar way, General. Butter, you should be eating almond butter. Do you eat peanut butter? No. Eat almond butter. Almond butter is better. better for you. Okay. I'll take Better that. fats. I'll take that into consideration. Almond go. butter. So, so if you didn't learn anything here today, almond you learned butter. one thing. Almond butter is better than peanut butter. Right. Of course, the Miz and Mrs. is back. Uh, yeah, how'd you like the show? I thought it was great. Did you watch it? I watched the first Wait. half hour. Yeah, the whole thing. It is a half hour, <laughs> you dork. What was your favorite part? Uh, the, your dad was acting like, oh, what are we going to do? You're a big liar. No, you, no, did not no. watch, you didn't watch the show. <laughs> That's not true. You didn't That's watch the show. True. My wife fell asleep. You didn't watch the show? I watched it. You didn't watch the show. We're here to talk what about was your favorite part? I like when your wife was like, oh, Miz, what are we going to do you're with you? You're a real piece of work. <laughs> what are you talking you're about? You're a real piece of work. <laughs> she was like, oh, Miz, you're up to craziness again. And you, you were like. You didn't watch my show. And you go like this. Tuesday was our premiere. Maurice. Like, you, I saw it. <laughs> that is not what happened. Our show is not like any other show on television. I know. So you don't like get it. those. Oh, Maurice. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, you don't get those. We oh. we are smart. We are funny. I know. I we watch are entertaining. It. I and watch you're it. a jerk for not watching. I watch it all the time. Every Tuesday. And it just got picked o'clock. up for season three. It's amazing time to be the two. Miz. Season two, you dummy. Didn't it just get season it, three? No, this is a continuation of season one. We just got picked up for 20 episodes. Before the continuation even started, we got picked up I for 20 know. more episodes. That's how much USA is behind us. So this is and still, you don't care. This is still season you know, one? You always find a way yeah. to really annoy me and really <laughs> upset me. You know, we had such a great conversation. We I did. walked in here today. I was so happy. I was like, you know what? Good to see you, Sam. I'm so happy to see you. But one thing is for sure. Right. You always find a way to really upset me. 
Did you watch Ms. and Mrs. this t- last Tuesday? Well, I was going to tell the audience you could check it out on demand. Yes, you can on usanetwork.com. Perfect. But did you watch the damn show? Yeah, it was great. I watched SmackDown. I watched Ms. and Mrs. It I was hate the- you. I hate you more <laughs> than life itself. No. What was your favorite part? I, I want a real moment that happened on the show. You were like, uh, oh, no. man, this wrestling stuff is I, nuts. I'm going to throw... <laughs> This computer through a window right now. <laughs> Why? I'm going to break Why? everything that says show. Sam Roberts in your little studio. Good app. I hate you so much no right now. The that. ratings came in and they were strong. Right. Strong. Right. Like, Part of, like, one of those not, points not was like me. You. No. Not like you. Not like your power Like my lifting. deadlift. No. Oh, my God. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much. Can I leave? Can I please? You can I, leave. I am. No. By the way, I wasn't asking you. You may I was leave. asking my oh. publicist oh. if I could leave. Okay. Okay. My, my glam squad, if you will. And I'm out of here. Where by the way, watch Ms. and Mrs. Yeah. every Tuesday after SmackDown Live on USA Network. It's a great show. Ms., you need a Snickers. I am, not me right no. I am me oh, right no. now. I am me right now. This is the more uh-huh. me than I've ever been in my entire life. Uh-huh. I cannot believe you didn't watch Ms. and Mrs. I saw most of it. But you did not Look. because you didn't even tell me a part. You could have told me the beginning. Yeah. You could have watched the middle, the end. You could have told me a part. You can't even tell me a part from the show that you liked. Oh, you were like, ah, uh, Maurice, your way, mom. What's she you doing? You knew I was coming in today. Yeah. You knew I was coming in. I thought so we were going to talk about as, Snickers as mainly. As an interviewer, as right. a professional... Yeah. You think you would you would get a little knowledge on what I do? I was all on board with the ice cream bar stuff. I knew I was right you, there you, with you. You go there when it's candy, but then when it's when it's something like Ms. and Mrs., you don't think about it. You got so much stuff. Like I have a you lot want of me things. to watch six Marine movies yes. and SmackDown yes. and Ms. and Mrs. Yeah, that's and... your job. Aren't you going to be there at MetLife working? Yeah, I will. But we're not going to talk about Ms. and Mrs. on the kickoff. Yes, you are. You better. Jeez. You're getting cranky in your age. Oh my God, I hate you. I hate. I hate him. I'm done. We're gonna I'm take done. a break. I'm done. I'm we'll done. be no, back. I'm taking a break. From no, you. I'll take a break. I, no, no, I'm letting you go. Okay. You're not letting me go. I'm letting you go. Take, play it now. We're done. Elias. Uh, Hello. He Don't comes prepared. I made it. Yeah. Great. great uh, <laughs> I'm coming up to the to the desk here. Great intro. Thank you very much. Of course. I like walking well, into that. Yeah. Well, welcome, man. So. When you uh, do you do you uh, have to have? I see you got uh, your scarves on your wrists. All my accessories. That's right. The scarves, the bracelets, uh, the bandanas. I got it. Do you have to buy them in bulk, just no, in case they you know tear what? anything, or do you or do they survive pretty well? They do pretty well. They hold up pretty well. But I kind of uh, spot shop. You know, if I see something, I'm in Paris or something like that, and I see a bracelet I want, I go grab it. Or uh-huh. wherever I'm traveling through, if I see a cool scarf, I just pick it up. I guess you have that creative freedom. Like you can show up with kind of whatever scarf you want. Has have there been any scarves that you show up with and they go? You can't walk to the ring wearing that. Uh, so far, no, no. There you go. I kind of can wear whatever, and they've been okay with it, right? <laughs> what kind of music do you play? Um, so, I mean, personally, I love to play like blues slash uh, country. Nice to meet you, by the nice way. Nice to meet you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, blues country. That's kind of my my vibe there. Uh, I guess like Johnny Cash, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Did you? Because you're like the musician bad guy wrestler character is something that's been done for, for years and, and lots of people have done it successfully. But I was thinking about it and I think that you're the only one that could actually play. Like the, yeah. the, the role has always been, I'm going to pretend like I'm a musician and we all know that you're not and that's why we're booing. You're kind of the only one that 
walks up there with the guitar and just plays and sings and yes thank you for pointing that out by <laughs> the way letting the world know that <laughs> uh yeah i'm the only one that's ever actually played their instruments when they went out there and uh you know guitar is my my number one but as you know piano drums whatever i gotta do uh i'll throw that in the mix so is that what you wanted to do before you wrestled you wanted to be a musician no i was wanting to be a wrestler oh. actually and then music just kind of came along in the in the throughout my life so i get to blend them both as i do this yeah. so you always wanted to be a wrestler yeah i was always wrestling for sure man i heard you were not big in high school um you know who told me that <laughs> pat mcafee <laughs> yeah. pat loves to bring that up yeah, yeah yeah he said you were because yeah. elias for those that can't see right now is a, he's a giant of a man he's a big arm big everything yes, thank you very large much. fellow large guy yeah you know i was uh, i was uh, i was a skinnier kid um I probably was maybe 170, 165 pounds when I graduated. I was like all, playing baseball all the time, always running around, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, when I decided wrestling's what it's going to be, it was, you know, eat a lot of food, lift a lot of weights, try and get in the best shape you can. Uh, and that's kind of what I follow all the time now. How long did it take you to actually feel like, okay, I'm a, I'm a big dude now? <sighs> Jeez, man. Um, I still don't feel like I'm, I'm big enough. I got to get bigger, actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> you hang out with giant people. That's true. You right. Know, you know, some of these guys, I'm a, I'm a big guy to normal people. But, yeah. you know, to the guys I'm in, you know, I might just be right in the mix. Yeah. Do you ever get frustrated when you're sitting there and, and people are watching on TV yeah. and because you're paired up with guys that are equally as big they're not yeah. sitting there going oh, these are just normal sized dudes yeah yeah for sure a lot of times what i find is uh if people see me in real life if they're if they're blessed enough to see me in person yeah. they go wow you're a lot bigger in real life than i than i thought you would be <laughs> so when you when you i guess realize that music is going to be a big part do you present yeah. the fact that you can perform music to wwe and go this is something i can do uh, yeah, so it, it actually kind of started, uh, I was having a conversation with the legendary Dusty Rhodes. I was just talking to him about my life and, and who I am and whatnot. Sure enough, the next time I talked to him, I brought a guitar in. I told a little story to him about my life while I was strumming, and he was like, <laughs> dude, that's it right there. Did he wonder why in the conversation you pulled a guitar out, or did he know you were about to do that? <laughs> Dusty Rhodes, that guy's seen it all. He ain't surprised by nothing, you know what I mean? So, uh... Yeah, he was just he was just interested, and uh, I, you know, when I showed up on Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon, he he wanted to know, uh, you know, what what am I getting into? What is Elias here? And I went into his office and I said, Vince, uh, put your cell phone away, hold your applause until after I'm finished, and shut your mouth. You did that and in I a just, private meeting with Vince? Yeah, this was just a, a one on one with Vince, and uh, sure enough, I played him a song, and he said, Oh yeah, this is going to be good. That's this, pretty gutsy because yeah. that if it yeah. works. It's like you have this vision, and of course it worked. You got to show some balls and go in there. Yeah. But if it doesn't work, it might be the dumbest thing you've yeah. ever done. Sure, right? Yeah. No, but I had the confidence that it, it would be good. Yeah, and so did he. So what is it? Is it more nerve wracking to play guitar for somebody like Dusty Rhodes or Vince McMahon when you're trying to prove what I can do, yeah. or is it nerve wracking when you get in front of a stadium full of people that are there to see a wrestling show? And you Man, bust out the guitar. That's a great question. Um, yeah, I guess in the one-on-one -on -one scenario, it's yeah. a lot more just so personal uh, that it's... I don't know. Yeah, because now at this point, man, all the the arenas and the crowds that I've played in front of, that's just natural. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because there's one guy, if he looks at his watch or he yawns, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, yeah. You have to notice it. You can't not notice yeah, it. Exactly. Exactly. I guess that's like on those... pressure. Yeah. yeah, let's like on those talent shows where you watch them try to have stand-ups 
perform in front of two people. Yeah. And you're like, you're just having a stand-up, just do a it's show in so front of a awful. judge's yeah. table? You got to cut your teeth in all different ways, right? Yeah. So. Doing it in front of a couple of people is, is, is a lot harder than doing it in front of 500 or 1,000 or more. Yeah. It's, it is too personal. Yeah. And I guess the freedom, too, of being a villain is that if you screw up in front of an arena full of people and they start booing you, you're still ahead of the game. You're still doing fine. Oh, it don't, you know matter. I mean? it don't matter to me. It doesn't yeah, matter. Of course, <laughs> right. Yeah, I've never screwed up. Right? right. I just go with it. It yeah. is what it is. It's, it's all how it's supposed to be done. Yeah. So you don't, do you find yourself going like, okay, like I want to be a musician. I want to be taking mm -hmm. more seriously for my music. Do you find yourself going, you know, I feel like I'm playing more music than I'm wrestling, which or do, or do you feel like you found the comfortable medium? Um, you know, I, I go back and forth between that. Sometimes I'm like, okay, this is right where I would be. And it's where I'm, uh, for instance, like I'm playing my music and doing that, but I'm also feuding with Seth Rollins or right. something like that. I'm like, okay, that's where I should be. Um, now, Because I've always wanted to be a wrestler. So that's what I, I love to do. You know what I mean? And the music thing is just like a passion that I have as well. So uh, that's my ideal scenario. When I get to perform, it's equally as fun. It's just I also love the wrestling. But know? do you play when you're not wrestling? Do you like just go out and do shows? No, no, no. It's Everything's WWE. My, my, my entire existence is <laughs> WWE, man. So, yeah. I mean, I've rebranded the company, if you haven't heard that. WWE stands for Walk with Elias. Oh, so, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, so yeah. It's all I hadn't heard that, just, but that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, right. You get it now. You yeah, 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 of course. I don't know. It's just so weird for me to see people who can do more than one thing well. Because <laughs> right. I, like, I can't do anything well. Okay. So I sit there, yeah. like, I feel like if I had the ability to do any type of music, for example. Yeah. I would want to show the whole world I'm like the greatest musician ever. I don't sure. just focus on the music. Look how good I am I at doing you. this because this is a thing that you can't do. That's, so I, that's not enough for me. Right. I got to show them I'm the best musician in the world and the best wrestler. You know, I got to just show it all. I see. I guess. I guess that makes sense. Well, musicians got to be good too because n most of them don't play music. Like they're all wrestlers. So the fact that you could do something that almost none of them can do. Oh, I well, guess that's yes. true. Well, within WWE, I'm absolutely the the greatest musician. Well, I'm talking on a worldwide yeah, sure, scale. Sure. You know. Right, right. Do you sit? The, do you do you look at musicians? Yeah. And actually go like, I'm like, if I were just a musician, I think I'd be better than that person. Well, you know, uh, I've seen concerts and things like that, and I'm like, you know what? Like, jeez, uh, I should throw this out there. I shouldn't throw the names out there of who I just recently saw, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm better than Elias them. <laughs> is is better than this. Yeah, well, you should. We give you an honest. Uh, who did you see? Uh, I saw Mumford and Sons. Oh, you're better than Mumford. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I would agree with that. <laughs> I think that that's fair. Fair enough, right? Yeah. yeah. That's also one of those things that I feel like, you know, uh, uh, a lot of wrestlers are sitting there going, what's life going to be like after wrestling? Your body can only go for so long, and, and, and at some point you have to figure out, okay, the physicality just isn't going to happen anymore. Mm -hmm. You can kind of play guitar forever, right? I would love to, I guess, as long as my hands and... Brain work, yeah, I should, right. should be able to, right? <laughs> so yeah, that'd be a, a fantastic thing to follow up wrestling with. So do you? You're the you're the uh, musical guest for WrestleMania this the year. The headlining musical act. I just the, as the headliner, we'll just leave it at that. The yeah. head, yeah, the headlining musical act. Yeah. I mean, Joan Jett is going to be there performing too, She'll but you are yeah, exactly the headlining musical act. Yeah. You, Why Joan you, Jett? Is she playing? Does she tie in somehow? She's playing Ronda Rousey out. Oh, well, she is. Yes. yes. Oh, that's right. Her song. She does okay, bad sure, reputation. Sure. I was mm. the same way. I was like, when they were just like, Joan Jett's going to be at WrestleMania. I was like, yeah. Well, it was like Conor McGregor oh. had Sinead O'Connor sing the national anthem once when he walked. <laughs> right. Makes, I understand that. It yeah. makes sense. It's yeah. a tie-in. Um, but do you go, 
Well, I'd like to have a match at WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, and, and one day, of course, uh, that is absolutely on the agenda. But right now, to be kind of given this opportunity, WWE hiring me to be their headlining musical act, yeah, man, I mean, it's going to be awesome. MetLife Stadium, 80,000-plus people coming out to see the Elias concert. It's going to be good. <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when, when you go, when you have an opportunity like you've got, right, where you're one of the, the like, you, you're the headlining musical act of Thank WrestleMania. You. Thank you. But you get segments every week on TV. Uh-huh. Clearly, the act is working in the sense that you get big crowd reactions every time you go out. Like, everything is going well, right. and the company's behind it. Yep. Is there that thing inside of you that goes like, oh, my God, I'm going to do something to screw this up. Oh, my God, this is all going to end. Well, uh, you know, I try to be prepared for, like, any and all situations they throw at me, right? Whatever segment it might be on television or whatever it might be in front of the crowd, uh, I just try to make the best of whatever comes my way. As long as I'm doing that, man, uh, if I screw up, if I mess up, you know what? That's life. It happens, and uh, I'll deal with it when that happens. Because you were kind of thrown in. You know, a lot of guys, they come up from WWE's uh, developmental system, which is NXT, mm-hmm. and they come on the main roster with the character that they were doing there. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it doesn't work. It doesn't click with the audience. It just doesn't have the same sort of, uh, I don't know if emphasis is the right word, but it just doesn't work as well as it did on NXT. And, sure. and you know, you watch guys that you go, oh, they thought this was going to go really well. And they're kind of lost out there. And it doesn't do well when everyone sees it. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. It just happens. Why do you suppose that that the Elias character breaks uh, that rule and actually has worked? And you're big, way bigger now than you ever were yeah, down there. No, absolutely. Um, I guess a couple. I guess a couple things. Uh, one, I feel like they only got me in a small dose on NXT. Right? They only saw me here and there. Whereas. On Monday Night Raw in front of the world, I get to really express myself and, and kind of show the things I can do. Uh, secondly, from a character standpoint, uh, it was like a natural evolution, right? I was the drifter in NXT, kind of this uh, you know traveling musician, more or less. And then here I am. I landed on Monday Night Raw. Now you're a rock star. Now I'm a rock star. Right. And uh, you know it's the spotlight. It's bigger. This is what it should be. So. You know, those two things and uh, just uh, an incredible will to succeed on my own part has made me that. Do you uh, do you prefer singing about songs about towns and why they suck or why they're great? Because you've gone back and forth. Good guy Elias goes out there and he's like, oh, I love this town and here's a song about it. And then one week you just show up and you're like, wait, Hold I just on. remembered. Hold on. Yeah, I got I got to stop you real quick. Yeah, please do. I would love for you to go back and find me saying, I love this town. Let me sing a song about it. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not the case. Now, if you're referring to the, yeah, the, I don't think you're going to find one of those. Uh, <laughs> now, if you're referring to this like short time span where I was perceived as a good guy. Sure, people were uh, cheering. On TV. Well, people cheer. You know, people love Elias. Good, bad, no matter what you want to label it as. Oh, I see. Um, but that was just a test. I was just <laughs> testing people, okay? I was going to say, you know what? If I'm not so mean for a little while, uh-huh. do you give me all the respect and, and admiration that I deserve? I see. And they let me down, so I said, you know what? Nope. Forget it. Forget it. I'm, I'm done being a nice guy. Right. I'm back to telling you how much your town sucks. Exactly. I see. That yes. makes Isn't sense. it fun to say that to people? It's the best. Isn't it fun? <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> to tell them how shitty they are, how awful the place they live in is. It really is yep, great. It is. You should see how mad people get when a guy goes up there, he's got a guitar, and he starts singing about how bad their football team is. Oh, they hate it. Mm-hmm. They just they really trigger it. a lot yeah. of people with, with certain things. <laughs> it's got to feel good, too. 
when you go up there, especially because you know that on some level they love you, when you can figure out how to make those people that, when you go out there and they're cheering you, mm. and then you actually get them to boo you based mm. on what you're saying, that's gotta feel amazing. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, I just play with the crowd, right? I would take them up or down, whatever I got to do. Uh, but do you remember the incident in Seattle by chance? Of course. Okay. That was like such a moment where I wasn't even saying anything for maybe six or seven minutes and they're just nonstop screaming, booing as loud as they can with all of their heart. And I'm just sitting there. What was it? Did you, it was like one line that you started with, right? That just stopped everybody in their tracks. Yes. It didn't make sense. Uh, it didn't make sense for there to be a basketball team in Seattle. Right. So, <laughs> you know, and for whatever reason, you know, they must be diehard, uh, you know, classic supersonic fans or something. So when something like that happens, right. And they go like, Oh my God, listen to this reaction. Yeah. You just have to know. Cause it's not like they tell you, okay, you're going to go out there. You're going to insult the town and say they shouldn't have a basketball team and then they're going to boo you for six minutes like yeah. that 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 would be the most insane wishful thinking in the right. world <laughs> do you just have to go i'm just going to sit in this for yeah. as long as humanly possible and trust that the production people in the back are just slowing everything down and allowing this to happen well you know uh Yes and no. That's a tough balance. You know what I mean? That crowd was just so overwhelming, so powerful that it's like, I'm not even going to try to to power through this. You know what I mean? Because theoretically, you're not supposed to go six minutes in that moment. No, yeah. And I get yelled at all the time for how much time I take up on television. But but in the end, they know it is good television. So, you know, it's like that balance right there. You get yelled at for taking too much time, and then the next week they're like, okay, we got you in this segment and that segment and this segment over yeah, here. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the best too is that when you get there, you find out what do you guys have pride in, and then you can, you're going to attack it. <laughs> That's a, often a question I'll ask the locals, you know what I mean? Exactly. Don't you wish you could do that as a stand-up, like that it wasn't, like you could go up there and just insult a town? Oh, like just nothing better. <laughs> the team sucks. Because, <laughs> you know, it bothers people on a visceral level. I don't know yeah. why it bothers people when you insult their town or you insult their team, but people really get upset about that shit. Well, you grow up in the city and, you know, you're just everybody supports a certain cause and it's a good feeling and things like that. And then you have somebody come by and say, everything you believed in is just garbage. They just they get upset. You know? Especially when you're an outsider. You're, yeah, you're way bigger than they are, yep, right? Yep. You got a sparkly scarf on. Mm-hmm. It's just everything is just, this guy is not the guy that should be telling me how to live and that everything I know. I mean, you remember, Jim and I did a... a a, a show that we won't say what the show was, but it was a show that was centered in a bar that needed help. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when we went in and the people realized that we were associated with that show and that it wasn't necessarily portraying their local bar in the best light, okay. everybody in that place hated us. Yeah. They hated they us. We walked back in. I got a little boo. Yeah. <laughs> the, woman, the woman yelled at us while we were shooting a, like a, a finish a wraparound segment or whatever yeah. it was yeah. at the end. She fucking booed and yelled at us. It was like, what are you doing? And it's like we were, but they felt like their local yes. thing like, was being insulted by outsiders. It may be a total rat infested dump, but it's our rat infested. <laughs> exactly. Don't you dare bring that to light. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. We, it's like family. Like you sit around, like, you know, insulting your family, and then yeah. some other guy goes, yeah, you hey, suck. fat. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. yeah. I would just say that. Uh, do you have? Is that your favorite moment that you've had so far being in WWE, or or was it? I mean, um, you've had a lot. Last year at WrestleMania, yeah. If I remember correctly, you did your musical performance, mm. and you were interrupted by John Cena. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. That's well, a, that's huge. That was big. Yeah. Now the thing is, I I stole Undertaker's moment. 
Right. And then, <laughs> Which is also, like, massive. Yes, yeah. right. And then John Cena kind of came and he took my moment. So. Right. But, man, I've... Uh, Honestly, I've had so many amazing moments. Uh, the Seattle one just stands out because it was just a big television moment. But the live events I do and uh, traveling overseas, some of these crowds, uh, they're just so passionate. They're, it's so fun to be in front of. How did John Cena interrupt you? Was that a mistake? He didn't realize you were playing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably that. You know, I'm out there singing and, singing and playing. And he just randomly decides, okay, I'm going to go out there. And by the time he's out there, it's too late. You know, right. you got to do something. So. Right. Yeah, you always wonder, why would they make this mistake? They put on John Cena's music. I'm playing right yeah, now. Well, they they shouldn't be. Yeah. Do you sit there? So you grew up a wrestling fan, obviously, yes. if you wanted to be. Yeah. So do you sit there as a as a guy who grew up a wrestling fan after something like that and go, oh, my God, when you run down this segment, it's Undertaker, John Cena, and Elias. That's what this segment yeah. was. Like, do you just kind of sit back at moments like that and go, Jesus Christ, this happened? <laughs> I mean, um, I'm aware of it. I'm I'm like I'm definitely aware of like where I'm at, what my career has done, the things and stuff I've seen, but it's so uh on to the next thing. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like you do WrestleMania and man, whatever that'll be, awesome. But guess what? Monday Night Raw is the next night. Let's go do that. And then guess what? We're on the road again and now we got two weeks in Europe or whatever it is. So I try to enjoy it just every second, even every second that I'm out there live and doing it and take it in when I'm done and then it's on to the next thing. Right. Then you're, but you're also always kind of thinking about what's now and also what's tomorrow. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. always a what's tomorrow. Yep. Do you work out more than three times a week? Yes. That's probably what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was trying. I was looking at the two of us. I was like, okay. That's, yeah. And yeah. do you drink like soda and eat shitty McDonald's? I do not know. Oh, okay. I don't mess right. with that All too right. much. Yeah. That's a little dietary tip. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me write that one down. Sure. That's that's another difference. Sam has been working out three times a week, though. Nice. I have, yeah, three times a week, 45 minutes at a clip, so, oh, you know. Man, yeah. I think pretty Great. soon you and I will be uh, right along we'll the same lines. off or something, I got you. No major dietary changes, but we go, we, you know, baby well, you steps. you start small. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. You're, you're doing the right things. Right, right. I mean, you, I'm sure, did you start small or did you just dive right into it? Like, I'm just going to start lifting weights and eating tremendous amounts of food. Um... <laughs> I mean, that that is kind of a moment that I had right there, but I started small just as well. It was just back when I was a teenager. Right. Yeah. Now, do you, what do you eat, right, to get all those calories? Can you eat yeah. whatever you want because no. you're, no. No, definitely not. Um, I mean, I'm all, it's going to just sound so boring, but I like, you know, I eat a lot of chicken and steak and I love sushi. So I'm big on sushi. Um Fruits, vegetables, trying to have like a well-rounded meal. See, it's just boring. Nobody no. wants to hear that. <laughs> but I ate like a, a a grilled chicken breast for dinner last night. Do you think I'm on the right track? Yeah, I mean that's it, man. <laughs> sure. What else you need? Do you eat more than one a day? <laughs> yeah, for oh, sure. Okay, all for right, sure, all right. Sure. So again, so small quantities. steps. You're yeah, doing great. Okay. You're doing that makes great. sense to me. How many how many grilled chicken breasts would you eat in a day? Maybe three to four, something. That's just a portion of my day for sure. And that's yeah. just. I like to start the day off maybe ten to twelve eggs. Oh my get god! Get all that stuff in that way. Okay, and then you know move on to the chicken, then the steak, then the sushi. That's an ideal day. So what do you do before you're a wrestler making a ton of money? They mm -hmm. can afford to buy a dozen eggs for breakfast every morning and, right. and eat like this. When you're just uh, a kid with a dream yep. who wants to get big, and then you start to get big, but you get big mm -hmm. before you get rich and famous. Mm -hmm. How do you figure out how to afford like eating? A week's worth of food every single day. Uh, well, for me, I had like a side job and I was pretty broke with it, right? So mm -hmm. just doing what I had to do 
to to get where I had to get. So that's so not fun to have a job <laughs> and all your money just goes to, <laughs> to breakfast. And, yeah, yeah, it just goes exactly. to food. Yeah, exactly. How it's do you eat the eggs? Thing. Twelve eggs a day? Over Does it seem like a lot? Man, just I'm just shoveling uh, them in. Oh, you shoveling make them? them in. No, no, no. I'll oh, okay. I'll go wherever on the road. I definitely can't make anything. I gotta right. buy everything. So you'll pop into like a deli or something and go, I need 12 eggs? Yeah, like a big Cracker Barrel guy on the road for sure. <laughs> Cracker Barrel, you know, 11, 12 eggs over medium for right. sure. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And I guess, has it become easier? I feel like there's more people that are health conscious and, and kind of aware of different people's nutrition in terms of eating on the road and figuring it out. Um, I don't know. Easier. I mean, in terms of like there's more knowledge out there mm -hmm. and things like, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's never totally easy to make the right decisions because you're always going to have like there's the gas station, there's Wendy's, there's whatever. You know what I mean? And so it's really about just making the right decisions. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of times I'll be driving past a Wendy's and I'll go like, yeah, that'd be a good stop. I should just pop in there. Yeah. And then I do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult to choose not to do that. Yeah. yeah. No, Wendy's is great. I just, you know, you can't always be eating that if you're trying to be in shape. I have a good time. I, I don't, I do well with food. I make great food decisions. It's with condoms that I go wrong. <laughs> yeah, okay. So everybody has a thing. You know? But also not the healthiest choice in the world. Right, exactly. You know, that's, it's a poor choice. Right. But I do feel like this is, I think where the discipline kicks in is whenever I do anything physical, I feel like, okay, I'm entitled to a reward now. Yeah. You know it's what I mean? It's a like, dangerous mentality. Right. Like, <laughs> I've worked out, so I've burned all those calories, so I can, I can kind of, I'm, I'm entitled to a treat now. Yeah, of course, of course. And when you're living the lifestyle that you live, you're always doing something physical. Mm -hmm. So if that's the mentality you have, you're going like, you're well, always treating just yourself. treats for days, <laughs> no problem. Exactly. Sounds great. Right. It sounds great. Yeah. But it doesn't, uh, it doesn't add up. Because yeah. you could get, if you get as big as you are, mm -hmm. And then you start eating whatever you want. You get fat real quick, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have a feeling, you know, if I if I let myself go for a week or two weeks or whatever it is, like, yeah, it would show for sure. You ever fantasize about that? Just going like, you know what? What if I just gave up and just allowed myself to become a big fat Yes. Guy? Oh, all you the do? time. You do? You yes, think about that, Jim? Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Just let go, man. No worries. Right. No, yeah, you got it. Like you think about those guys like that have movie roles where yeah I had to gain like forty pounds for this movie role where I just had to be a fat guy yeah like it sounds amazing <laughs> yeah. it sounds incredible maybe the next uh, evolution of Elias will be like overweight Elias just kind of sitting on the stool and playing guitar and yeah just... once you get once you get older you can yeah. be a washed up rock star yeah and you got to be kind of fat then right it's kind of natural anyways, so, right? yeah. So, yeah has anyone done that like a fat or dumpy washed up character. <laughs> Um, on purpose, I don't think so. No. Yeah, yeah, I think characters have become fat and dumpy and washed up, oh, but I don't know if uh, not on purpose if they portrayed themselves. <laughs> but I'd be into it. Who did you grow up watching, like oh, and liking? Man. I mean, you know, Jake the Snake, Macho Man, uh, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Kurt Angle. You know, I'm moving up towards the more current generation, but yeah, I mean, Shawn Michaels was my all-time favorite. Um, Macho Man, of course, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. I could just list every wrestler if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked all of them. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I, and honestly, yeah, I did. Those are my select few. You know what I mean? Like, I loved Eddie Guerrero. And uh, so I'll keep going. Yeah. Did, did you do a bunch of wrestling before you got to WWE? I was, uh, yeah, an independent scene for maybe four and a half, five years. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. And the whole time I was, I was trying to get to WWE. That was the whole reason for being. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. the goal from, yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Dave in the Bronx, uh, says he used your warm-up routine. What's going on, Dave? 
What's going on, uh, Sam? No, I, I saw his warm-up routine from the Celtic Warrior workouts, yeah. and I started doing that before um, <clears throat> my workouts, and I did a complete body transformation. Like, I'm 217 now. Oof, sorry, I'm very nervous. <laughs> 217, like, with abs, um, which is really hard. Um, but, yeah, his warm-up of just, like, the stretching and... and, and the dynamic stuff, yeah, of course, I remember it, man. That's uh, that's fantastic that you were able to to take that, see that video, and it, I mean, it touched your life like that, dude. And you're you've transformed two seventeen. I don't know where you were at before, but it sounds like you must have uh, lost some weight and and gotten really great shape. So, good, man. I'm glad. I'm glad what I put out there could help in some way like that. What's the warm up? What is it? Uh, I mean, it starts with a bunch of, I guess, calisthenics, dynamics, skipping, scooping, uh, hip open, stretching, things like that. Just really gets the blood flowing and your body primed for, for exercise. That guy was nervous talking to you. Do you ever get, yeah. isn't it weird when people are nervous talking to you? Um, yeah, you know, I just, I, I feel for them because there was a time in my life where I can imagine you know, I met Shawn Michaels, my, my all-time, like, favorite when I was, like, 15, and I was just, like, beyond nervous. Right. So, uh... How did he you treat know, you? Uh, great. It was nice. He, he yeah. was very, very cool, and, uh, I actually, I told him, I said, you make me want to be a wrestler. That was the... I had to tell him that. Um... So, but yeah, so I... You just look at you, it's never going to happen, kid. Keep <laughs> no, moving. No, I, <laughs> but, you know, so whenever people are you know, nervous or whatever. They don't know what to say or do. I understand. You know what I mean? So it, it's a little uncomfortable at times, but I do understand and I, you know, I feel for. So you do the independence for four or five years. Then you end up uh, in NXT, mm -hmm. which is primarily based in, in Florida, but does some travel. Yeah. Not WWE level travel, but does. No, but they do road shows. Road shows. Says, yes. You get to WWE, where, I mean, it's nothing but travel all the time. Yeah. Um, and just show, show, show. And like you said, the pace that the stories are moving and the things that you're doing are moving is, uh, yeah. it's insane. It's like nothing else in entertainment. Yeah. Uh, what was kind of the biggest uh, shock or, or what left you kind of the most? Like, okay, I got I to gotta get used to this and I got to get used to it now. Man, it's, uh, that's kind of a, a, you know, I do get that question sometimes, but it's, a, it's weird because... As a fan of wrestling, uh, I wasn't just like watching Monday Night Raw and then I was like tuning out the rest of the week. I'm like studying what it's about. Right. What it's like. So nothing is really like, oh, uh, catching me off guard here. You know what I mean? I kind of knew, oh, yeah, it's a total grind and you're traveling all the time and it takes its toll. And all, you know what I mean? So, uh, and, and television, live television, it's a crazy environment, but it's not totally caught me off guard you know what i mean totally yeah yeah, yeah. isn't the live element great though because you know there's no net so if you fuck up that's just it there's yeah, something great about that live performing i mean that's there's just exactly you just said it right there so. yeah it's over you don't have to go back and try to touch it up it's like whether you did it right or you did it wrong yeah. all we can do is think about what we're doing next time anyway yeah. was, was there anything that you got into and you were like okay i know how this works or i have a pretty good idea how this works and then you saw it firsthand and you said this is totally different man um Again, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. Um. Of course, it's just you know I, I catch myself in moments where I'll get stressed out or I'll get angry or whatever it may be because of the whole process, and then I catch myself and go, "Oh yeah, 
this is what I do. You know what I mean? This is all a part of it. So Yeah. Yeah, this is just part of the gig. Yeah. I guess you have to maintain that philosophy, right? Regardless of what like this it's not like we're you're brought here just to jump in a ring, wrestle, punch in, punch out, and you're done. Like yeah, this is a whole lifestyle of it's a job. Definitely not that, man. You know, even on and if we get a day off, it's not like I'm just checked out. I'm living it all the time. Do you like when the celebrities are around? Like when uh, you got uh, Colin Jost and Michael Che yeah. that are going to be in the Andre Battle Royal at WrestleMania and then and they're involved with Braun Strowman and whatnot? I mean... Or do you prefer when it's like, let's concentrate on on, on the wrestlers that have been here? Yeah, you know? I'm, always, I'm always for uh, focusing on the talent that we have and making them the best we can and making them be the biggest deal we can. Um, if a celebrity comes in and it's going to help elevate or bring more people or, you know, more, more eyes on the product, then yeah, let's do it. I'm game for it. Let's make it great somehow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. So I, I go back and forth on if I think it's good or not. But as long as it goes back to the talent that is there night in, night out, then that's when you like it. Yeah. Listen, yeah. if, uh, Colin Jost and uh, Michael Che come in, mm -hmm. and we're all about just let's make those guys look great and then move on. That don't do anything for anybody as far as I'm concerned. Right. But if they come in and uh, it makes Braun Strowman look great and more people see WWE and it's a good interaction, okay, cool. Have Wouldn't you like to throw a celebrity around? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just put them in their place, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bradley Cooper came in to promote uh, uh, A Star is Born or something like that, and you just got to smash something over his face? No, I would I would love if he came in. Yeah. I, now he's like playing guitar and singing and stuff, right? Right. That would be all right. You know uh, what You know what I don't like? The, yeah. the Bradley Cooper does that, right? And yeah. everybody's acting like he's a real singer now. Yeah. And I'm going, I don't see what's the difference between an actor who can cuz it's not like he's this amazing singer songwriter he can pull off singing mm -hmm. i don't see what's the difference between an actor that can do that yeah. and a guy like elias who's a wrestler that's been doing that this whole time nobody oh. was making this big commotion well you know that's uh that is the stigma around WWE you know what i mean you just if it's on WWE TV people are going to think it's just all I, I don't know it's a know. goof yeah it's just all a goof whatever yeah but you know anybody that really knows the product they know there's a lot of talent on that show a lot of talent on our roster and um you know it's it's really unlike any other form of entertainment have you met anybody that's been like i'm a huge fan of what you do and you're like what the hell you uh yeah bruce springsteen no yes that's yes. amazing yeah it was great man uh so what did he Again, say? What, he said, like, I'm, I'm a fan? Uh, he said, hey, man, I know what WWE stands for. Did he really? So I was like, dude, great. Where great, did you meet him? Great. Uh, listen, it was, it was, I was in New York uh, filming my documentary at the time. We were doing something at the Garden. He was there. It was a brief interaction, but, man. But the fact that he knew yeah. who, even who you were and appreciated it enough that he knew the catchphrase, of course, and, is like enormous. Yes, right. And I, you know, I love Bruce Springsteen and have my whole life. So to have that right there is uh, very cool. Do you think sometimes about like uh, uh, figuring out how you can take the Elias character mm -hmm. that like is kind of an attraction, right? In the yeah. sense that you're performing, you're singing, you're doing it's, it's it's there's an act here and and moving it so that you can be the person who's main eventing against Brock Lesnar or somebody like that. Yeah, and I you know, I really think that's just a a matter of opportunity kind of coming my way, which I'm I'm ready for when they when the opportunity comes, I'll be ready for that. Um so I don't know how it's viewed otherwise, but for me, I think it's just a matter of switching switching gears, you know. 
and just being ready for all of it. Yeah. Do you have nights where you're like, this is this went terribly. I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Okay. I was, that wasn't necessarily <laughs> oh, for the whole room. Oh. But, okay. That's, that's good to know. Because, I mean, yeah, I think, like, no matter how long any of us are doing it, whatever we do. Yeah. Some days we leave going, boy, do I stink. Oh, oh my yeah. God, I'm terrible. Everybody is probably their own harshest critic, right? Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely elements of that where, where we want to make everything great. Yeah. Anybody who's good, like people who go and go, no, that really doesn't occur to me. I'm just, you know, I go out there and I'm confident in everything that I do. I'm pro- you're probably not that good then. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I yeah. feel like you're, people who are their own, self, uh, their own harshest critics yeah. are generally the ones that end up being it makes better sense. off for it. Makes sense. I mean, it's torture, but they're better off for it. Yeah. Jim, that does occur to you sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> in the wrong business. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. You think so? Oh yeah. <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> have you started? Uh, have you started writing for your for your WrestleMania music? I mean, the last pay per view, yeah. I, I thought it was uh, it was pretty exceptional because you ended up. What, did you have, like, three segments at the last um, pay-per-view? I had four. Four. Actually, Where yes. it was, like, interstitials, where it was almost like Elias was there with his guitar yep. explaining the story of the night yeah. as we went on. Sing a song about whatever just occurred. Yeah. Talk about the city a little bit, and then move on, and then uh, have another, you know, one of those later on in the night or whatever. So that was super fun. Uh, yes, I've got ideas for WrestleMania, for sure. And do you do a lot of your own writing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like... When it comes down to the music and things like that, there's only so many, you know, people that could help you with that kind of thing, you know. So a lot of these words are just coming from my head, man. Have you, have people presented you, like writers, whoever it is, presented you songs that go like, I was thinking this could be your song, and it goes like, da 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 and you're like, what the? I'm not going to sing well, this. you know what? No, because right off the bat, you know, right off the bat when I get to Monday Night Raw, uh, they kind of understand that it's different, right? So they'd rather come to me and see, you know, what does what does Elias want to say? What does he want to do? What's the music like? And then they can help from that point on. Uh, so there's always ideas being thrown in the mix, but nobody's insulted me in that uh, that fashion there where they come up with a crazy song. Like you that. would take it as an insult, though. Oh, yeah. You'd be yeah. like, you have no idea what I do, do yeah. you? What are you thinking? Right? Get out of here right now. Yeah. <laughs> Who is your, uh, uh, if you could say, like, okay, we are going to do something. Uh, we're giving you a match at WrestleMania, Elias. Who do you want yeah. the match to be with? Um, man, you know, the, the guys that I messed with last year, uh, John Cena, The Undertaker, just those guys are big time WrestleMania names, mm-hmm. and at WrestleMania, that's where you want to be, right in the in the big time, right there. So that's it for sure. When people, when you when you came on board and real quick started getting a lot of camera time and and started getting your own segments and all this stuff, and it was going well, so you got more and more. Mm-hmm. Did you get side eyes from people that have been there a while and maybe weren't getting those opportunities going? Who's this guy? Where'd he come from and who's he think he is? You know, um, not to my face anyways, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I feel like everybody's kind of at least seen what Elias is and they... The big thing is the crowd reactions, right? It's like almost... You can't deny that. So even if you're sitting there and you're going like, man, this guy's only been here six months or a year and I've been here five... It's hard to deny what you're seeing, you know what I mean? Right. um, If it's working, it's working. Yeah, right. And I think everybody kind of understands that. And uh, like I said, to my face, it's all been cool. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was otherwise. Jim, have you been convinced to start walking with Elias? 
Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems as that soon way. as I walked in here, it's like, yes, I'm on yeah, board. I'm ready to walk with this dude <laughs> yeah, right now, wherever. Uh, yeah, we have a guest coming in right now. Uh, and he's got a WWE championship match coming up uh, at WrestleMania, uh, which is unbelievable based on the story that's uh, been told. Ladies and gentlemen, Kofi Kingston. Hello! is here what's, what's going up? on man what's up man you how know, are you i'm fantastically well you know just uh hanging and banging walking and talking you know what i mean big media day today but uh it's all good everything is great yeah how is it doing media right now without you've been in a, a group called the new day yes for years and you yeah. guys are joined at the hip you got your new day shirt on yeah. usually you walk around in matching track suits. i know i know i mean it's family and you and you do media together always. Yes, this it's very strange. So I actually had a media day in Baltimore a couple of days ago for SmackDown, and uh, that was by myself. Uh, I was on the Fallon show last night. That was alone. So um, I guess it's a good thing because we're all like doing different things. We have our you know our, our hands in a lot of different pots right now. Yeah, and we're kind of uh, diversifying. But um, it's definitely very strange to be doing a media day solo. Do you feel like it's that on some level WWE is seeing how this goes? We're putting him in the WWE Championship match. Let's see if he can shine by himself. Oh, I don't. I have no idea. I mean, they. I, I've even before New Day though. I would do media days by myself, so mm -hmm. I don't know if that would be like a uh, you know like a a, a test. You right. know what I'm saying? Okay. I, would, I would hope that they think that I can handle it by now. You know, 11 years being uh you know on on television with the WWE. Like uh, yeah, you guys you know, I was now. Then like I was here before New Day. You guys know that, right? Like, <laughs> you're a comic book guy, right? Oh yeah. Did Joker kill Batman's parents? No. What? No, no, no. Okay, see, this is something no. I literally just found out before was, you walked uh, Joe in. Joe Chill. That's what they all told yeah, me. I had man, no idea. Yeah. Come on, Sam. Because in the Tim Burton movie, they show Jack Nicholson killing yeah, Batman's parents. Right. And so for years, oh my god, I've been was, living that was this. Your truth. That's my truth. Oh my god. <laughs> and you're looking at me like you're an ignorant <laughs> fool. Like that's crazy. <laughs> uh, well, Kofi, I mean, uh, do you so? The story of Kofi Kingston, for those that don't know, is like you said, you've been in WWE for 11 years. You've been popular, but never in the WWE championship match. Yeah. Like, it hasn't happened for you. Right. Uh, two months ago or so, a couple months ago, uh, one of the wrestlers ends up getting injured, and he's mm -hmm. taken out of a match, legit. And Kofi, you get called in to be his replacement in that match. It was a six-way elimination chamber match. And the lead up to, and that match itself, became so big and you became so, you know, people were reminded of how much they <laughs> wanted you in that position, I think, that the fans kind of forced the WWE's hand into going, wait a minute, I don't know what the plan was before, but WrestleMania is in a couple months. I think that Kofi's the one who needs to get this WWE right. Championship yeah. match. Yeah, it's been it's been surreal. Like the support from uh, the fans has been amazing. And like you said, it's one of those things where like uh, you don't realize, or, or I didn't realize, like how much um, they wanted this. I knew I knew that I wanted it, right? Um, but. Uh, it wasn't until like uh, you know that gauntlet match, and I start getting to like the last few people, and people are just like losing their minds. I'm just like, wow, this is amazing to see this support, um, because that's what you work for, you know. Uh, I've always said that I have no control over like uh, the the booking or or you know where things are going to go. The only thing I can control is my performance in the ring, mm -hmm. and I always try to do that to the uh, the the best of my ability. You know what I mean? And um, it, it's uh, it's paid off, you know, and, and people yeah. have um, 
have have seen that and noticed that and and uh and and they want this as much as I do so it's an awesome feeling to have that just like you know unwavering support from the uh, WWE universe when did you say to yourself oh my god i think this is a real possibility cuz clearly i mean literally a week before the elimination chamber pay per view right. you weren't in even, the conversation yeah, oh even less yeah, yeah yeah less than a week it was uh something that so I, I remember, uh, and I've told the story a few times. Like I, I barely do cardio. Like I'll lift, but I don't. Like I, I'm I'm small enough as it is. So for mm-hmm. me to be on the on the treadmill, like burning off more unnecessary calories, is probably not the best thing. So um, or I used I use that as an excuse to not do cardio. <laughs> but um, you know, I for whatever reason decided to do cardio uh, the Sunday before that SmackDown, and then I got a text uh, at the show saying, "Hey, you know, Ali is going to be hurt, uh, and he's not going to be in it. We're going to do a gauntlet match. You're going to be the replacement." you know can you handle a gauntlet match and I'm just like yeah of course but I was mad that like I did the cardio before because my body's not used to like having to like you know d- strain itself so much I was like I wouldn't have done cardio if I knew I was going to be in the ring for another hour but um <laughs> yeah I know, mean that's the key that like it's a gauntlet match but yeah. that means you were in that match for literally an hour yeah yeah but but at the same time too like uh I, I've been around long enough to know that um these uh, opportunities are, are few and far between and especially for me to even be uh like spoken about in this uh this this title picture was something that i knew that um i had to had to do well in you know what i'm saying yeah. because again like these opportunities are so rare so um it was my only objective to kind of like knock it out of the park and um and i think we did a pretty good job yeah so is that what you do you go like okay i didn't know this morning when i woke up this wasn't happening right but I've got 50 minutes to shine in this gauntlet match. I have to be the guy who stands out. Like, not just so, because it seems like, you know, one strategy could be, well, we want Kofi to shine just so people aren't disappointed that somebody was replaced. Sure. I don't think anybody realized that Kofi's going to shine so bright that he starts out shining everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's, again, being, like, fortunate to be in that position is uh, is great. And, uh, and I've been using this quote um, for a while, but I, I just make sure to keep my blade sharp you know what i'm saying uh no matter what the you just don't know like uh, you're always one match away you know what i'm saying you don't realize it but you're always you're literally one match away from doing great things and you know you just kind of have to keep going out and having those great matches and um that always is the goal because you just you just never know like what the result of that performance is going to be so that's easy for people to take from you now in the context of you proved it to be true but how do you maintain that for 11 years (laughs) right 11 years you're going through this and really i mean for me so in 2009 you kind of flirted with the idea of maybe you are going to head towards the main event Mm -hmm. i was at the raw you had a story going with randy orton right i was at that raw in madison square garden wow where everybody just, you had this spot, you jumped off one of the sections in the audience onto another section yeah. through a table, and everybody lost their minds. And everybody at that point in 2009 was ready for Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Something happened and it just got stopped in its tracks, yeah, yeah. I feel like. And it was like, okay, back to where we were before with Kofi. Right. So to realize that, yeah, one match can change everything, but also it could be taken away at a moment's notice. Exactly. How for the next 10 years, do you maintain that sort of optimism? You just have to, I feel like um, when I became a WWE superstar, it was always my goal to be the best. Like, 
You know what I mean? You 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 strive so hard to have the best matches possible. You want to steal the show with every single opportunity that you get. So and it does get hard sometimes. I I told this story too. Like my first WrestleMania, uh, we had the uh, Money in the Bank. I think it was the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania, and I did so many cool and amazing things that had never been done before in a ladder match, which is saying a lot because you know you have Christian and Edge and the Hardys and the Dudleys who have done so many amazing things in ladder matches and set the bar so high. So when I was able to kind of go out there and and do these amazing things that no one had seen and then I come through Gorilla and everyone's a standing ovation I'm like oh my god like things are about to take off the very next day I'm not on Raw so like it's like uh okay like I, I just poured my heart and soul into this and like I didn't get the result that I wanted but um okay let's try it again you know now here we got the uh, the Orton situation and uh going toe-to-toe with one of the the greatest of all time, you know, and uh, Madison Square Garden, you know, Roddy Piper was involved in the segment. I come out to save Roddy Piper. Let's pause on that. You know? <laughs> like a lot of people forget about that. I came out to save Hot Rod Roddy Piper. Who is going to be the hero to save Roddy Piper? And it's me. Like yeah. just weird, man. But, um, you know, it was an amazing event, uh, amazing match, an amazing situation in Madison Square Garden because uh, a lot of people know when you come to New York, like everybody tries to be cool and cheer for all the bad guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, in the beginning of that situation, people were cheering for Orton and I remember like getting beat up or getting thrown over one of the guardrails and everyone's like oh yeah get him Randy but by the end of that segment when I was the one who was jumping off the table onto him everybody was on their feet chanting my name so we were able to like turn people in that moment and it was organic and it was real yeah, yeah yeah so um those are the moments that you uh that you that you strive to have, you know, and the opportunities that you strive to have and uh and take advantage of. So um you just do it. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's, it, like I said, it's very hard. To, I mean, it's very easy to like be jaded a lot of the times when you put a lot into this and you're not getting what you want. But, um, like I said, uh, the only thing that I can control is my performance, you know? So if I get jaded and now I allow it to let my performance slide, then I deserve what, or, or I don't deserve to get, you know, to, to reap the benefits and have the, 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 the sweet fruits or whatever, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, how did yeah. you feel about the kind of the the subtext of everything that's going on in your storyline? Because the whole, you know, anyone but us yeah, yeah. phrase, sure. you know, I think that those of us that look a little deeply kind of know what's being said. Yeah. And it's pretty <clears throat> wild that that is being said and being honestly said on WWE TV. Yeah. You know, um, how do you feel about the fact that that's part of this story? Well, it's great. I think it's awesome because uh, it, it is kind of like the elephant in the room, you know yeah. what I mean? But at the same time, uh, it, when, when we say people like us, everybody can kind of relate to that because what does it mean? Does it mean the fact that I come out in like pigtails and we wear pink and bright <laughs> colors and I skip and I clap and I twerk and you know, you don't want to see someone like that as a WWE champion. Good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so so we, we intentionally left it to be uh, kind of vague and there's a lot of uh, people who identify with it for a lot of different reasons and uh, I think what the coolest thing about this storyline is is that you know I mean going to like a racial aspect being uh, uh, an African American male on television doing great things we always say it's so important to have representation to where someone who looks like you can look at the TV screen and say wow this is possible for me he looks like me I can do this but at the same time it's also important for people to identify with the fact that hey this guy is fighting from underneath this guy is having mountains put in front of him and he's climbing these mountains and then more mountains are getting stacked on top and he's still having to climb and I'm having a trouble a uh, difficult time in my life well he's climbing these mountains I can do that you know because he's doing it so it's um 
like Kendrick Lamar said, there's levels to it. You and I know, you know what I'm saying? So it's uh, it's it's so many different levels. And um, for us to ignore that fact would do the whole story like injustice. So right. we just, uh, you know, we, we, we're going out there and, and we just kind of lay it all out on the table and, and let it be what it is. So I love that that's the era that we're in, that we're, we're talking like the truth is being said. Like the things that the fans are talking about are what's being reflected in the stories there, yeah. there's not sort of things but just being masked and being like oh no 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 we're not going to address that like right. every things are being addressed right and yeah, yeah like i said before too like it, it's 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 bigger than than just one thing but i think that we're doing a good job of addressing all of it especially me going out there and you know the 11 year journey in and of itself is crazy you know to 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 have gone through this for that long Mm -hmm. and only be getting the chance now like that is like the ultimate underdog you know uh keep fighting as hard as you can because you never know type situation as well so like i said man there's levels to it and just uh, i think that's why so many people are able to identify with this story is because it covers so many different aspects of life in general well i got a thousand questions for you obviously but i yeah. gotta let you go you gotta you gotta <laughs> it's a media day yeah. it's not just a sam roberts day so uh of course you got the wwe championship match yeah. which is huge uh, mm-hmm. at wrestlemania 35 sunday at 7 p.m eastern on the wwe network from MetLife Stadium, and I mean, I don't recall the last time that a challenger went into a WWE championship at WrestleMania with this level of kind of groundswell support and the stuff you hear from people in the locker room that are going out of character to say, I'm really happy this is happening, and it's just, it's a very cool thing to see, and I personally cannot wait for the video package yeah. that is presented before the match that will hopefully tell that 11-year story. Yeah, they got a lot of footage. You know yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, man. Thank you, Kofi Kingston. Up, man. Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Rate, review, and subscribe. This has been Not Sam Wrestling. Not Sam.